priests of the Lord were there. And just to stop you right there, please remember, Hophni uh, and Phineas were not really God's priests. They were the whole office of the Lord. It's like we. And whenever the time came for Hophni to make an offering, he would give portions to Hamina, his wife. Uh, you could say Hamina, and Hamina, Let's take a look at this. Let's look at that next slide. If you're joining us on live chat, we also want to welcome you. 
that can consider doing what you absolutely think you ought to do at Wallace Avenue Baptist Church. Uh, in the meantime, y'all, uh, we're going to dedicate on verse 17. Let's read that again. When Eli answered, he said, Go in peace, and the God of Israel grant your petition to that And so, as we meditate on that verse, get the picture that Eli, the high priest, the poet, high adult, is actually told her, God was God of Israel, grant your petition which you have asked. Let's begin, shall we? There's a good picture of what Hannah may have looked like. Let me give you a Robert Kennedy disclaimer. That is not an actual photograph, is it? <laughs> For those who know what this is that. No, that's an artist's rendition of what it may have looked like. She was praying to the Lord with all her heart. She's praying, pouring her soul out. She grieves. She desperately wants this child. Well, let's see. There's much to learn about praying to Hannah, a woman of prayer who desperately wanted a child. And so prayer is what we need right now. Prayer is where we need to be in our Christian walk and Christian life. Much has happened over the last few weeks. Much that we need to be concerned about, but at the same time, we don't need to be worried about anything. What we need to be is in prayer. Somebody put out a, a post the other day on social media that I fell in love with, and I don't often quote these things, but... This post said, what if we only needed one ingredient for revival? And that was desperation. He said, well, let's make it two. Desperation and peace. That's what we need for revival. When's the last time you prayed desperately? When's the last time you prayed like Hannah did? So let's look at 18 how Hannah prayed. And see if we can put those words in our life. Number one, look at me again in verse 10. And she was in bitterness of soul and prayed to the Lord and wept in anger. She's attached to that verse here. She prayed and she wept bitterly to the Lord. That is one thing I think we're missing in modern day prayer life. We're missing the, uh, our weeping. We're missing our bitterness. And when we're talking about bitterness, we're talking about anger. We're not talking about frustration. We're talking about God. I have been held out. God, I've been pushed back. God, the world is seeking your children out. That kind of bitterness. She prayed and wept bitterly to the Lord. And this bitterness is not jealousy. This bitterness does not make me like them. This bitterness is, I want to do your will. Would you equip me to do that? She prayed and she wept bitterly to the Lord. Let's listen to the scripture go along with that. Next slide, please. Psalm 56, 8, 9 says, You number my wandering. Put my tears in your bottle. Are they not your book? And so I want to give you a little Jewish background quickly. Now, now it is common for Jewish people at that time frame, especially in the book of Psalms, right time frame, where when they, something traumatic would happen in their family and they would cry, they would take a bottle and catch the tears. Isn't that interesting? In fact, some of you might be saying, we're Western Christian people. Some of you might say, also So now I'm, I'm going to throw something at you. I'm, I want you to listen to me now quickly now. This is common in Jewish history. Put my tears in your bottle. Are they not in your book? My family remembers me. These are the tears of my grandpa, my grandma, my mother, my father, my brothers, my sisters. The whole family was collecting. Comes in 
this, and I want you to know something, dear Christian. If you're listening online tonight, I want you to know something, that we need to get back to the point of prayer in our life where we bring our broken hearts to God. Not just what we want, not just the things that we need, but we need to bring broken hearts to God too. He is the great healer. Somebody say amen tonight. He's the great physician. He is one who can heal the pain that no medicine Here we got a picture of tears in a bottle. Are they not in your book? When I cry out to you, then my enemies will turn back. This I know because God is for me. Our number one key tonight is she wept bitterly. She cried out to God. She let her heart become bare to God. Proof that we may often overlook. God already knows your heart. So a lot of us try to hide it from God anyway. Let's move on quickly. I'm running out of time here. Key number two, verse 11. Then she made a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if you will indeed look on the affliction of your maidservant and remember me and not forget your maidservant, but will give your maidservant a male child, then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life. And no razor shall come upon his head. We've already said correctly, that is a Nazarite vow. We know all about that. Some of you are Samson fans. When you read about Samson, you know what a Nazarite is supposed to do, what it's supposed to look like. And incidentally, they're not supposed to eat honey out of dead lion's mouths. They're not supposed to go after Philistines. There's all kinds of things that are happening. They're not supposed to pick up dead jaw bones of donkeys, are they? There's all kinds of things that are happening there. So, but we get a picture here. Mama saying, Lord, if you will give this to me, it will be yours. It will be yours. I want you to know something spiritually. We often hear a lot of preachers preach. God will give you the desires of your heart. But we often miss the full context of that. The more we spend time with God the Father, the more He shapes us into what we want to be. And our desires start becoming His desires. And when we start desiring the things that He desires, that's when we start getting those prayers answered. We often say, God, I want you to give money. God, I want you to give me this fix. God, I want you to take care of this situation. And then we get mad at God when it doesn't happen. Some of our prayers sound like this. We don't word it this way, but this is what it sounds like. God, I made a mess of things. I did it on purpose. Now I want you to fix it. I did it that way on purpose, out of my rebellion, out of my anger. And now I want you to make it right. And then they had the audacity to say, God, you haven't fixed it for me. Why not? Sounds like a 15-year-old, doesn't it? Key 2, verse 11. She made the vow. Let's take a look at this, this second key right here. Remember the first one? She wept bitterly. Remember the second. Next slide, please. She promised the Lord and her son would be here as the of his life. She made a vow to the Lord. When you become a Christian, you make a commitment to God. Did you know that? You make a commitment to it. Very similar to the commitment you make on your wedding day. You take his name, you become his child, and you become a part of his body. Later on, when you get into the revelation, we are the bride of Christ. Think about the picture there. We make a commitment to him. He promises to the Lord that his son will be his all the days of life. When you pray, you make a commitment. Let's take a look at the scripture today with that. Numbers 30, verse 10. If a man makes a vow to the Lord or swears an oath to bind himself by some agreement, he shall not break his word, he shall do according to all that proceeds out of his mouth. When you tell God you're going to do it, do it. When you are foolish enough to make a foolish oath, 
you need to go back and repent and find out what you need to do. Now, we've got some pictures of that in the Bible as well. We're not going to go over that as well. Anybody remember Jephthah's foolish vow? We've got a couple of those things out there. All right, next slide, please. Key number three. Remember the first one? She wept bitterly. The second one, she made a commitment to God. Third one here, key verse 12. Key three here. It happened as she continued praying for the Lord that Eli washed her mouth. Keep on praying. Let's look at our scripture to go to the text. First Thessalonians five seventeen. Pray without ceasing. Amen. Years ago, I was selected to go to particular training in Austin, Texas. And while I was sitting there in Austin, Texas, my wife called me. And she called me. She said, "Underneath the bed, there's the biggest tarantula I've ever seen." However, to her, it was a cave spider, and it was going to come out and destroy. And I was like, no, that, that cannot come all the way back to me. Anyway, through the phone, I was there about sitting in the hallway, and I guided that through the phone on how to kill the spider. And of course, to me, it was hilarious. To her, it was into the wall. However, when I got back in that night, I talked to Betsy, I talked to the board, and everybody seemed to be okay. And I got back in that night, and I prayed, I got convicted. I got convicted. The reason why I got convicted because I've been embarrassed. Finish at night, I'd get on my knees and turn. Well, I wasn't going to do that with all these rough, tough, government guys up in this room. I wasn't about to do that. And I felt God say, You need to do this. I'm going to look at you because you're hurt. I got on my knees that night. Everybody else was in bed. So help me, I did. I got on my knees, started praying. And out of a sudden, the door kicks in. This is hotel room in Austin. Kicks it. In runs a bunch of police officers with nightsticks and trash cans. Boom, 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 boom. Say, Get up. It's the Lord. Get up. There I am on my knees in front of everybody. Telling the man. Pray without ceasing. Don't stop. And when you put yourself into that position, the world's going to look at you like Eli did at Hanif. He's going to look at her and think, you must be off your rock. No, you pray without ceasing. Let's take a look at the next two. Two four, verse 13. Now, Hannah spoke in her heart. Only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. Therefore, Eli thought she was drunk. The next key here, key number four, spoke to God in her heart. Not everything needs to be said to someone else to hear. Did you hear me on that? Not everything needs to be disclosed. Not everybody needs to know everything. Some things need to be said to you and God and you and God only. She speaks to God in her heart. Now, there's a deeper picture, though. And the picture we have here is her prayer isn't just something she voices out. It's something that her heart is crying out. It's something her soul is crying out. It's something that her spirit is desiring. Her heart is literally crying out, God, I need you, God. I want you. And if we're going to have revival in the church today, if we're going to be back to a soul-winning church again, we've got to get back into prayer. And we need to pray with bitterness and with weeping. We need to pray with commitment. We need to pray with our whole heart. And we need to pray without ceasing because that's what God is looking for in His church today. This Hannah spoke to God in her heart. Let's take a look at the scripture that goes with it here. 
coming. There it is, Jeremiah 29, 12 to 13. Then you will call upon me and go and pray to me, and I will listen to you, and you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your Desired God with all our heart. When's the last time our worship has been more than just a slow song, but an actual desire? God, I want you here with me. If the church would get back into that, we'd have revival every Sunday morning, every Sunday night, every Wednesday night, every time we pray. God, I want you with me. Your maidservant, a wicked woman, for out of the abundance of my complaints and grief, I spoke 
man, I'm going to give you a mark. I don't stop praying. Amen. I don't stop praying. I spoke to Tino and to Matt and to the Lord about the great concern. He spoke to God all the time. God, this is what I need. God, this is my heart's desire. God, this is what I need from you. God, this is what I want from you. And so I want to give you something right now, Mom. Are you praying for that son? Dad, are you praying for that, that daughter that won't come back? Grandma, Grandpa, you know what I'm talking about? Niece, nephews, aunts, uncles, you know what I'm talking about. Don't you stop praying for them. Be a Hannah and keep praying and keep praying and keep praying. In fact, check out this verse right here. This is my favorite one right here. Let's check out the next one here. Isaiah 62, 6 and 7. This is the prophet Isaiah speaking to I sent watchmen. This is God speaking to Isaiah. I sent watchmen on your walls, O Jerusalem. They shall never hold their peace day or night. You who make mention of the Lord, do not keep silent and give him, God, no rest till he establishes until he makes Jerusalem a praise in the earth. Don't you stop praying for your lost son, your lost daughter, your lost grandchild, your lost niece, your lost nephew, your loved ones. Don't you stop praying for them. Don't give them any rest until he makes them a praise in the earth. Put your hand up and pull your soul out. Come on. Let's look at the next slide. I'm running out of time quickly now. C7. Where I have eight pieces, right? C7. Verses 17 and 18. Bible tells me that Levi answered and said, Go and repent. And the God of Israel grants him petition. This is after him. And she said, Let your maidservant find favor in your sight. So the woman went her way and ate, and her face was no longer shame. When she had peace, so God would grant her request, she was able to see in the beginning of her heart. That's what she said. She began to understand. God took my prayer. God's going to answer my prayer. I mean, I'll stop praying, but I know that he's heard. I know that he's heard. Sometimes we pray because we think God didn't hear us. But you know, God knows what we need for you to stop praying. It's like the Bible tells us, he knows that we can't on all things. He knows what's in your heart. He knows what's in your soul. He knows what's in your mind. He knows what you're thinking. Knows how you're feeling, and you still want healing. That's what she did. She had peace with God and God said, Look up, not realizing what you're facing. God has time to give you what you want. She was a high priest, but she's taking that bad faith faith out of her mother. She was not. She was able to eat and go on with her. You don't know what God's going to do, but God heard your prayer. How does God doesn't matter if He's probably going to be your faith? You know what I'm talking about? I'm talking to you tonight. Pastor, one of those tonight, you've been saying, Pastor, I've been praying, I've been praying, I've been praying, I've been praying, I've been praying. And I don't want to know what to do now. And let me tell you something. I'm going to stop this. I want to look at it spiritually, though. As a Baptist, we always talk about food, and we can have a lot of fun with that, and do all kinds of things. I want to give it spiritually. Don't you stop. Don't you stop feeding on God's Word. You get back into God's Word. You get back into God's will. You get back into God's church. You get back into fellowship with God's people. And you continue to eat. And don't you be sad anymore. Why? Why shouldn't you be sad anymore? Let me tell you something, Christian. You 
got a Savior in heaven. You've got the Holy Spirit inside of you. You've got the Word of God in your hands, and you've got the victory over this world. We need to stop acting like we've been defeated. We're not defeated. We just quit fighting. We've got to get back to the prayer time. Back into our prayer life. Back to praying like a Hannah. Hannah who prayed for all her heart. Hannah who prayed bitterly while weeping. Hannah who poured his soul out. Hannah who did not stop praying. Hannah God has heard is no longer fast. He is listening. Now you can remember how David said, Yea, though I walk through the valley, shadow of death, I don't fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. You're with me. Therefore, do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For after all these things, the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that you need it all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added to you. You know? We said earlier, the elements of revival are desperation and need. In your desperation, you should. better when we do it God's way, we're going to find ourselves in the middle of the battle. We seek the kingdom of God and His righteousness. Let's seek His righteousness. All these things can be added. You want those things? Start being righteous to God. Look at me, verse 34. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Some work Sunday morning. I'm up 
you want to, you got some of us are doing our hands more than we can before. We're afraid to stick them up. We just keep them right there. Don't want anybody looking to see them. You ought to see it during the invitation time. Yeah, see all the white knuckles coming on the back of those kids.
this Sunday sermon and, and worship with us and bless them. I would love to have them here. I'm going to go and join them in the concert they're having on November 11th at Saturday evening. You're welcome to ride with me at that church this time. Closing that word of prayer, I'll see you back Sunday morning. Father God, we come to now in Jesus' name, and that's how we thank you for the opportunity to be in the house tonight. Help us, Lord God, to put these eight keys of prayer to work in our lives, Lord God, and hear the loop within them, Lord God, and let us learn from them. And I pray, Father God, that you convict us and use us, Father God, to become the people of prayer that we're supposed to be. I pray, Father God, that you keep us safe and go about our business as we depart the house tonight. Send us safely back to where we have to work to get us each and every morning an opportunity to share the gospel. God bless you all. It's Sugar Eve.